Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my God. He's got all your Charger gear on because. I look good. I got big energy every day. Let's go! And he is dicked. Blind squirrel finds a every once in a while. That's right. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Players, coaches, staff, fans, together, we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for some good content. (laughs) Well, how the heck are you, everybody? Welcome back to the Charger Chat. I'm your co-host, Wool Dogson, with my buddies, Kev Hug and Duggan. Guten Morgen, meine Liebe. Guten Morgen. And let's not forget Kyle the Coach, Duggan. Good morning, guys. All right, gang. Well... Lots to talk about this episode. It is still Raider freaking week, baby. We, this, this is a week of just nothing but excitement. I know I've seen it posted on Twitter and it, and I and I feel for them. It's like I can't stop thinking about this game. This is the game of the season right now. This is it. Yeah. This is for all the marbles. <laughs> I went to the gym yesterday. I had a, obviously had a Charger hat on. Some guy out of the blue comes out of nowhere. He's like, hey, we're going to beat you on Sunday. I'm like... Excuse me? <laughs> what? Based on what? Yeah. Based, what is, why do you think that? Yeah. We're, we're, show your work, buddy. Um, yeah. yeah. Can't just turn this in without yeah, the work. Yeah, you right. cheated. You copied that from somebody. You, you copied that from the Chiefs, dude. You got to show me your work. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird, man. I mean, I'm, I'm wearing Charger hats up here. And I, I went to the bank and I had two interactions. I had somebody leaving the bank going like, oh, Charger. And he sounded like a Canadian Whoa. Michigan, like, oh, oh Charger hey. fan, are you? <laughs> and it's just like, yes, sir. And he's like, oh, I'm a Dolphin fan. I was like, well, it's been a rough season for you, my friend. Um, and yeah. then the teller was just like, I guess I'll deposit this money, even though you're a Charger fan. It's like, wait a oh. minute. Like, what's going oh, on? No. But. I will say another teller was like, well, didn't the Chargers like beat the shit out of the Giants in the <laughs> whatever week it was? And I, so I'm guessing she must have been a Giants uh, fan, but that's okay. Got gotcha. Um, Tough life over there. And she's Giants got a lot still. of issues. Yeah. She, yeah, she's got more than one. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, let's take a look at what all has been going on and around the horn. 
Um, this came out, Brandon Staley was on the Rich Eisen show and Rich Eisen had to talk to Brandon Staley about this weird possibility of should the Jags beat the Colts? What will the Chargers do? Will they yeah. create some kind of a truce with the Raiders and all that kind of stuff? And uh, Brandon Staley said, I think we all respect the game and the integrity of the game far too much to be complicit in something like that. We're going to do everything we can to do to win this game. Yeah. And then in my mind, he said, the Raiders right after that. Sure. Yeah. 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 He he did. He did. He, he clearly did. Or he <laughs> yeah. actually he probably said family trust respect. That'd be no, more like a line. He gave one of these <laughs> Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Excuse me. Hmm. Sorry, Rich. But uh sorry, Rich. <laughs> yeah. It's, sorry, Rich. <laughs> I mean, it, it, that's the thing that like we kind of talked about it in the last episode. It's just like even if the Jaguars were to somehow find a way to beat the Colts, it would just ruin the integrity of the game to not go out there and not give it your all and not try to win the way that it should be won. I thought you were going to say it would ruin the integrity of the game if the Colts lost to the Jaguars. (laughs) Well, that that would also ruin the integrity of the game. It would, given the Jaguars situation, but uh, yeah, no, there's just, there's no way that any team could even even think about creating some soccer. kind of a truce. Yeah, this isn't soccer, number one. No, number no. two, it's a division nil. rival. It's nil. It would just ruin the everything about yeah. the game. You, well, you, as a leader, as like you're this is gonna be his team going forward. You don't want this to right. be what people have in your mind of this is what you're gonna do in a right. situation where you have an opportunity to go have a huge statement win. Yeah. Um, and go into the playoffs with some momentum, some momentum to kind of cower over and be like, hey, let's just both go. What do right. you think? Right. And what with your with this offense, why do you not want to try and go put up all the points on them the way the Kansas City has done twice? They put up forty on them twice. Forty burger, yeah, twice. Yeah. Like what? What? Why would we think that we're not the superior team in this situation? Yeah, yeah, we want to be able to. Yeah, if anything, it might be the Raiders. Like, hey guys, you want to tie? What do you think, guys? You want to hang out? <laughs> Y'all on. got one of them ties? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think. It, it, you want to set a precedence. You want to let the Chiefs know we're we're coming to compete. We're not coming just to have a uninjured team. We're coming to beat the pants hey, off you. Hey, so f- you, we're coming. That's Am right. I right. That's yeah. right. And Chiefs and anybody else that stands in our way, we need to let them know. Um, you, I'm coming. Energy. <laughs> um, all right. Well, taking a look back at the uh, battle of words between Joey Bosa and Derek Carr after our first game this season against the Raiders. Uh, Joey Bosa said, you know, we knew once we hit him a few times, he really gets shook. Um, and you saw on Christian Covington's fourth quarter sack, he was pretty much curling into a ball before we even got back there. So great dude, great player. He's been having a great year, but we knew once we get pressure on him, he kind of shuts down and he's not as effective with a crowded pocket. So that was the key to it. So I remember this vividly. Yes, it feels like a lifetime ago, but it uh, it was this season that uh, Joey Bosa reminded the world that, like, yeah, Derek Carr gets Charmin's off. Yeah, he's a little soft. He's a little on the soft side. Um, and Derek, this is, that is a very direct quote, though. Like, oh, for yeah. Joey to come out and say that, he knew what he was doing. He was taking yeah. a punch. Yeah, it wasn't like, a, oh, we just needed. To, we knew if we could get pressure, good things would happen. It would be good for our football team. It was he curls into a ball. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's specific. what he, he basically is like. 
Derek Carr went fetal position because he was so scared of us hitting him. To be Before fair, he even got back there. If you watch the video, he did. He, he for sure is. Oh, he for sure did. <laughs> yeah. I'm just I saying mean, for him to say that in a presser. Yeah, he he knew what he was doing. He was trying to to, to start a little bit of a battle. Right. Well, and this was in response because Derek Carr, all leading up to the game, was talking about how they are going to have another home game and yeah, the. Raider oh, fans he, are he 100% gonna fill up shot the stadium. first. Yeah. So this was a this was a shot back. So yeah. Derek Carr is just a And they didn't do that, by the way. Yeah. No, that didn't that was definitely not, not after halftime. They were all on the <laughs> smoke break lounge outside. <laughs> Punching uh, each other in the face. Yeah. <laughs> and Derek Carr's response to Joey Bosa's words were uh, I just thought it was unfortunate that he'd even think to say it. Uh maybe he was just trying to get under my skin, which he did piss me off, so good job for that, but that's not a bad thing either. Uh, we've gone back and forth. He was probably mad because I was talking a lot of crap to him during the game. It was an emotional day for them. Saw a lot of things about their whole team after. He's entitled to that opinion and saying those things, but it's almost like he watched the game in reverse, which... What is he talking about? I, it's another weird, like, what? Like, what do you? What do you mean? Like the second half, what happened? He had success throwing the ball as far as he could and hoping for pass interferences. Mm -hmm. That's, That's what he not did, yeah. like a oh, I'm going to stand in the pocket and I don't care about pressure and I'm going to deliver balls. It's oh, and yeah. throw it as far as you can. So and he like, got picked by Derwin in the fourth quarter. Yeah, so yeah that was awesome too. There's yeah. no reverse being watched. You were just very mediocre the whole game, Mr. Yeah. Carr. So Charmin. If you're gonna uh, talk crap, just talk good crap. Right. Like yeah. creative crap, not just crappy. Or crap. recommend don't talk shit to Joey Bosa. Did we yeah, not we... just learn what happens? <laughs> Guys, just leave Joey Bosa alone. Seriously. Or don't. I'm fine with you talking shit. Hey, yeah, just, it's I mean, not good for you. If if yeah. you're gonna poke the bear, be ready. Like you're the gonna bear's not just yeah. gonna sit there and take it. Yeah. You know? He's going to have something didn't, to say. Didn't Justin Jones just apart. quote that this week? If you poke the bear, you're going to get mauled. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> did. Um, yeah, so it, obviously the rivalry is very real between these players. It's a it's a division rival more than anything else, but uh, it's the freaking Raiders against the Chargers, which, uh, I mean, Kyle sent us a, a link to, they posted a video of the Phillip Rivers, all of his best plays against the Raiders. And it's just like, yeah, dude, like it's the freaking Raiders, like, the, the Chargers and Raiders do not mix. I'm sorry. Like, there's some, we've we've had some good interactions with some Raider fans, but as a whole, they not, suck. Not, yeah, trash. they suck. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, pretty <laughs> trash. And we did get somebody to comment. Like, I guess a Raider fan listened to our podcast, our last one, and mm. said basically nice things. I, I'm going to be honest. That's the first time I've ever heard anything nice come out of. Like, technically, it wasn't his mouth. It was some Raider fingers, but. <laughs> <laughs> the first Raider fingers is a nice good interaction. Ever heard. Yeah. I'm yeah. surprised any Raider fan would ever listen to our podcast and have something nice to say no. because we're very much a fan podcast. We are not politically correct. <laughs> we are we're just, just bagging on you, you the whole time. The yeah. whole time. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty, that's good How on you, you, I guess. You're if you came back and listening to this, yeah. you're going to lose, but thanks for listening. But thanks for listening. <laughs> we appreciate the listens. Um, and then Coach Staley had his press conference and on the Chargers fans last Sunday, uh, he said, when it feels like that big time home environment and you can see our colors in that stadium, I really felt like uh, in the Kansas City game that that place was alive, that Kansas City game, that's prime time. You're the only game in the NFL. So that's one thing. But then you have a 1 p.m. kick against a division rival. I just feel like we're building. 
I'm really appreciative to all our fans. I know that the more they watch us, the more they will continue to support us. And it was great because I saw somebody on, there was like a radio show that was like, you guys got to stop with this. This Chargers have no fans. Like he's, he's basically was like, I, I've been at some games. They have a lot of fans and they're growing. So yeah. stop. Yeah. So hopefully that sticks because we're showing up. You look at some of those videos against the Broncos. That's, we're, there's a lot of powder blue in that place. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a uh, it's becoming a moot point, gang. Like, I mean, if you if that if that's your talking point, it just shows how disconnected you are and how unaware you are of the situation. Right. So, and that's okay. Some people don't do research; they don't watch Charger. It games. just shows that yeah, you haven't done it. Yeah, yeah, you're showing your hand. I'm excited also to see what happens, how we turn out in Vegas. So I'm seeing a lot of people talk about they they just got their tickets, they're going. I just hope hopefully. We can really make you know get get, get a presence. For our boys yeah. there. I wish I could go. I would literally do anything to go. Um, but I, hopefully we get loud in there for. Honestly, I don't think that's a, that, that is not a good thing to go. That's, a, that's not <laughs> a good place for Kevin. <laughs> no, Vegas and Raiders game. Vegas no. Raider game. Kevin might die. He might not make it out of that stadium. <laughs> Yeah, the last bachelor party we went to, that was, I lost everybody for about five hours. Uh, it was wild. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Continuing on Staley's conference uh, on what has amazed him about quarterback Justin Herbert. Uh, he said, Fridays at 3 p.m. when the rest of our facility is empty, he and me are the last ones here. I think that that never ceases to amaze me. Uh, that peace and quiet, that serenity in a pro building where you're kind of at the end of the week, your starting quarterback is still here. That never ceases to amaze me, but it does in the same way. It's a reminder of why he's earning all of the things that he's earning. That's so cool. That is I great to hear. It. Yeah. Um, yeah that's, that's our defensive-minded head coach with our starting quarterback on a Friday, still there watching tape, getting ready. It's just, because it, that was one of the big knocks on Coach Staley getting the head job is like, you're going to bring in a defensive-minded coach when you have this, like, basically Pro Bowl quarterback as right. a first-year guy. How is this going to mesh? He's put all of those critics to sleep because that's yeah, that's done. awesome. Right. And just a testament to what we as fans don't see. We don't see no. this kind of stuff going on. So, you know, it's hard. Ease up on, on judgments of players that aren't giving it their all or practicing or any of that kind of stuff. Like, you've you got players like Justin Herbert that are there you know, till the lights get shut off. We don't get to see this kind of stuff. So, um, but that's, that's what shows good character. Like they don't right. need praise. They don't care if people know they're there. He's just in there doing the they work. They want to win. They want yeah. to win. And exactly. they're willing and to put makes, in the work. As a fan, that makes me just like, so have, I, I'm so confident in Justin, but hearing stuff like this, it makes, takes it to the next level. Yes. Yeah. And if you um, guys get bored on a Friday afternoon, I'll come up and hang out too. I'll bring some food. Sure. Yeah. If Staley and Herbert, you want some company, I'll be there for you guys. I can get lonely. Two is a lonely number. Right. He gets, I will warn you, he gets a little opinionated and can be grouchy if you didn't get enough sleep the night I'll before. Eat. I'll eat before. Uh, my okay. hangry. I'll, as long I, as your give, blood sugar's fine, I feel confident yeah. that you would have a great time with Coach and Justin. Yeah. Just don't give him any technological jobs because I know. Uh, yeah, don't give me any, don't give me any tech obligations because that no. will send me off. Yeah. No food after midnight um, or don't, don't get, get him wet. wet. And don't get wet. Yeah. No water on my head, please. No one wants that. Um, and then Staley talked about uh, on if tackle Storm Norton will return to right tackle this week. 
Uh, his response was, the plan will be, depending on how Storm is feeling, certainly because he's still in that process of recovery. Like I said, we're going to make sure that we monitor that closely. But yes, he's our starter at right tackle. Then certainly we have Trey Pipkins as a healthy option as well. And like we talked about last episode, like Trey, you know, we, you know, PFF is a good way to look at kind of where they're ranking against because we don't, we can't watch all the games. So they're ranking like how the players are doing. Trey Pipkins is our top, one of our top five best ranked players. Wow. Um, last week. So it's, Never thought you we'd go say into that, it right? not being super stressed about the situation. You know, we have good options and, and, you know, and we're going to need it because they have a good pass rush. Mm-hmm. Um, it was at Crosby and Ngakwe. Yep. Um, that's going to be, it's, you, you got to put your best guys out there. It's Absolutely. not going to be like, it's not going to be like some of the depleted pass Broncos. rushes we've dealt with the last yeah. couple of weeks. So, um, we got to step it up. There you go. Um, and then lastly, on his approach to this week, Staley said, I've been in a lot of games like this in my lifetime, not in the NFL as a head coach. But I think that anytime you're in a matchup like this where there's a lot at stake, it goes down to your preparation and your trusting in your game and treating that week like has a life of its own. Um, you have to pour into this week. You have to pour into your team and make sure that you have the level of focus the level of detail that the week requires. I think that's what we're trying to do, establish that consistency and performance during the week. Uh, I like the way that we're kind of, that we've kind of gotten off to that start as a team. With me in my first year, I think we're always improving. We're going to need this week. We need to be better this week than we were last week for sure, because this game is for a playoff spot. Let's go. There's a lot on the so- line. Friday. This is like one of our last days of practice. So let's let's get it. Yeah. This is uh, again. This is for all the marbles. You know, though. This is to continue to move forward. I mean, it's it doesn't get any more basic and simple than that. Like you win, you move forward. You lose. This is, this is playoffs. This is it. It's yeah. Just bottom line. This is the first. This is the wild, wild card. The wild, wild west. Wild <laughs> yeah, card pre, of the playoffs. The pre wilderness card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, gang. Well, now we need to look over to the fan-sided family of podcasts and talk about the Blind-Sided Podcast. Uh, the Players' Tribune has launched its first ever mental health podcast called Blind-Sided. This show will share the moments for a variety of athletes when everything changed for them and mental health became the most important focus of their lives. This podcast allows listeners to have an understanding of the different types of mental health challenges people face. Guests this season include Kevin Love, Paul Bissonette, and Kurt Warner. Uh, Blindsided is a podcast about sports, mental health, and life, hosted by former NHL goalie Corey Hirsch and psychiatrist Dr. Diane McIntosh. The podcast will share and analyze the moments for a variety of athletes when everything changed for them and what happened when it did. The podcast lets listeners hear these athletes describe moments when mental health became the most important focus on their lives. So go on over to the Fansided family of podcasts and check out the Blindsided podcast. All right, well, now let's take a look over at Twitter. We start with Daniel Popper, who tweeted out uh, linebacker Kenneth Murray is expected to be activated off the COVID-19 list today per Brandon Staley. Tight end Jared Cook expected back sometime this week. So good news, good positive, trending in the right direction again for having a healthy team. Yeah, I've not given up on Kenneth Murray at the linebacker spot. I just, I think that he can be explosive and make plays. He just needs some confidence and, he just, that injury at the beginning of the year really put him back. Right. Um, yeah, but the new defense installing all that, not being a part of all after, of that. After watching, and maybe they put too much on his plate too soon with trying to learn edge and middle and that 
I don't know what his his capacity is to learn that, all that, but mm-hmm. seems like it's just kind of stunted him to be able to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, because Am, Amin Ogbong Bamiga just he had a lot of trouble last week. He just struggles with where he needs to be sometimes. Um, so if Drew Drew I know is on the injury report, so so Kenneth Murray I know he hasn't played like he did his rookie year um, as far as production, but that's a big big get back if he can go. Big time. Um, Daniel Popper also tweeted out uh, the Justin Jones uh, quote that Kyle mentioned earlier uh, on Drew Locke trash talking Joey Bosa. He said, you poke the bear, you're going to get mauled. So, right. I, I clearly didn't read the whole outline. So <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's as expected. I yeah. mean, honestly, like, I think Justin Jones mic'd up is low-key one of the best mic'd up of this season. Like, if you yeah. haven't if you haven't watched that one, that one is probably one of the most entertaining ones to watch because i didn't realize i don't know if justin jones has ever been mic'd up before but dude's a funny guy like, he, is he, he is freaking hilarious on the sidelines just chatting it up with some of the other guys so imagine that d-line room right oh, you have joey God. bosa <laughs> justin jones chris rump is kind of a character oh he is yeah, yeah he's, he's they hilarious some, they got some goofy guys in that in that that team room i love it i love those guys um, and then Fernando Ramirez tweeted out Chargers coach Brandon Staley says that they will take it easy with center Corey Lindsley this week and they let him listen to his body. So like he earned that. He can pretty much step in oh, and 100%. go. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. So, he doesn't need to practice. Just let's see on game day if that back is hurting him at all and toss him back in there. Yeah. Although Questenberry did not have a bad go, man. No, he's, no. I I'm pulling for him too. He's a San Diego kid. He went to Lacoste Canyon High. Right. I'm pulling for him to be able to play and from what people talked about him after the game, because a lot of people asked what was it like when Lindsley went down, mm-hmm. they're like, Q stepped in. He know he's he's a smart guy. He knows everything that's going on. He was, it's, and it's not as if you're. I know Corey Lindsley's he's a Pro Bowl. He's one of the, he's the best center in the league. But sure, yeah. Questionary is not. He's been in the team for what four years now. He's yeah. It's been a few, it's been a few seasons. Yeah. He's paid his dues. Yeah. I remember vividly when he when he made his first start and he was snapping to Philip Rivers and the interviewed him afterwards. He's yeah. Like, oh, dude, that, that was like a childhood dream for sure. Because he was my quarterback as a kid. So yeah. I I have extra investment in Q and Questenberry. Just, yeah. Just for that fact alone. Well, and we love Phil, but I mean he's younger. He's way younger than you right and yeah anyways. younger than me anyways <laughs> <laughs> so like he was even that much more of a kid like kid when right. phil was playing and then he got yeah. to snap to him that's a pretty cool that's memory. pretty pretty crazy yeah. it is pretty wild um looking over at the injury report as it stands right now um joe gaziano uh popped up on the injury report with an ankle injury he did not practice uh cory lindsley with his back injury also didn't practice uh, but Derwin James still on there with his hamstring, got a full practice in. Good to see the full next to Derwin. Yeah, I love that. Um, Linval with his shoulder injury, got a full practice in. And then Drew Tranquil uh, with the ankle injury, got in at least a limited practice. Yeah, and they said that Drew was doing individual drills. So he was doing probably just trying to see if that, that ankle holds up. Yeah, absolutely. So not a bad list for the injury report. I think Joe Gaziano was really the the surprise because we didn't know that uh, that he was had an injury that he was dealing with but well, and we have else, nobody we have nobody on the covid list now right uh well i don't know if cook is back Jer- yet oh, but, uh, hasn't been come off if if cook is back then yeah we wouldn't have anybody on the covid uh, list i will say this we do record this thursday morning yeah grain of salt that but so he's probably crossed, we are yeah. absolutely right, clear right. of covid right COVID as protocols. it stands early thursday we're trending in the right direction so. that's right <laughs> um all right well looking at the raiders 
Um, we have to. I guess. I mean, it just <laughs> don't eat anything it's before you part do. Of what but we do. Uh, yeah. Yeah, looking at their at what they've done this season as far as opponents they've played against and scores that they've put up. Um and this is from the last time we played them. They they've had about they've had about 12 games since we played them last. Yeah. We haven't seen them in a hot minute. Yeah. Um looking at, you know, the scores they put up, what was the thing that you mentioned, Kevin, as far as like how they've done in in December? Yeah. I'm looking at like the what have you done for me lately kind of, you know, energy of what your team is right now. And Mm -hmm. just looking at their last, you know, basically their month of December, they played the Washington Redskins. Sorry, Washington football team. Whoa, caught myself. That's okay. Uh, They they want they lost to them 17 to 15. So I put up 15. Then they lost to the Chiefs 48 to nine, only put up nine. Couldn't so we're even talking get about, double digits on that. We're one. talking about field goals here. We're not talking about we're not talking about touchdowns. <laughs> right. Um, and then they just squeaked by the Browns um 16-14. And that's when um Baker Mayfield was out mm-hmm. and they started Nick Mullins. Um, and then they also played against Drew Locke and they barely got by them. So I think w- the reason why really the one of the bigger reasons why the Raiders are, are they, where they are right now is because they've got some help by facing quarterbacks that, you know, are either weren't available, the starters weren't available because of COVID, or in Wentz's case, came off the, the COVID list the, the day of and clearly right. wasn't himself. Right. So they, they, they're not putting up numbers. The last, the last time they scored decent numbers was against the the Cowboys. They put up 36 on November 25th. Other mm-hmm. than that, yeah, they're the really not putting they're not putting up a lot. They're not putting up a lot. So something, you know, I went I was like, "Oh man, the Raider week. Damn, I'm just so stressed about this." And I went back and kind of looked through more of the stats and like what's going on and it's I'm not incredibly overly the moon confident that we're going to win this game no matter what, but watching looking at the trends and what's happening when they play powerful offenses, they're not doing much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that's I think that's the key. It's weird. The Raiders have obviously they've gone through a lot this season with off field stuff, right. with their yeah. head coach, with wide receivers, a lot of stuff going on for them. Uh, but at the beginning of the season, when we played them in Week Four, they had the number one offense in the league, and they yep. were just throwing the ball downfield. It was all Everywhere. big plays, big plays, big plays. Um, and they have completely changed, mm-hmm. like yeah. three sixty. Now they're running the ball and Derek Carr is throwing little dink and dunks and they're trying to do short little drives all the way down the field. And they're relying on their defense to keep them in games, which they've been doing. Mm -hmm. But the defense does good against the running attack. They have a good, as we, like Gus Bradley runs a cover three. He runs that one high safety. They got guys in the box and they have a good front seven. Their D line and their linebacking core, uh, they're solid. They're not, they're, they're a good group. So they've, Mm -hmm. they've done a good job of being able to stop the run. But you see what happens when they face teams that have prolific passing attacks. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs put up 40-plus on them every time. You know, w- when you face the Browns without Baker, that's a running team. They did really good. Mm-hmm. You face the Colts, even with Carson Wentz, that's a running team. They mm-hmm. did really good. You face yeah. the Broncos with Drew Locke, that's a running team. They did really good. Yeah, they just they, they do a really good job of stopping the run. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's when you don't have the threat of a prolific passer in the backfield, which we do. Um, oh, we do. Oh, so I, I went back, I went and watched the Colts, their their game against the Colts this last week. And just a couple of tidbits that I picked as I was watching it. Yeah. One thing is to keep Carr in the pocket. If you let him run and escape, very similar to Patrick Mahomes, he's, he, he'll, he'll take some shots. And he does have good feet. He'll get out of the pocket. If you can make him sit in that pocket, even if it's an extended period of time, he's going to get happy feet like Joey talked about. And he's not, yeah, he's going to go ball. He's going to go full roly poly. <laughs> 
Roly poly off the screen. <laughs> you should watch the game in reverse. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. you watch it in reverse, I'm just getting back up. I mean, what are you? <laughs> <laughs> if you watch it in reverse, I slipped and then ran over a defensive lineman and got right. out of there. I'm getting exactly. up and I've got the ball. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, crazy. <laughs> yeah. But so keep Carr in the pocket, I think is really important. He's He's got decent feet. Um, they're very much a dink and dunk team, which is weird to see now. Now this, that's what they've gone to. They're like a control the clock, run the ball out. Um, and then at the end of the half, they got soft. They had a decent little lead against the Colts. At the end of the first half, they went into that soft, give up everything underneath. And the Colts went right down and scored a touchdown to get them some momentum to be back in the game. Mm-hmm. So look for what we do there at the end of the first half. If we can have the ball. Um, and then obviously going into the end of the game, that it, that's just what Gus Bradley does. He's going to give up the underneath stuff in that cover three. There's big, huge holes. So, um, we got to take advantage of that. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I don't think the matchup is good for the Raiders with our offense, with our, with our passing attack. Um, it, it's not to say that they're not going to come out and play hard and have a good game, but the matchup I think is in our favor as far as our offense versus their defense. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um, one thing that I will make mention and i apologize i don't recall who who tweeted this out so if you tweeted this out i i apologize but it was just such a hot little tidbit i couldn't i can't help but bring it up now that we're talking about the raiders and i'm thinking about it but uh the raiders i think their total touchdowns this season is less than what justin herbert has thrown just by himself yep they have i I have the tweet oh there you go okay yeah who tweeted it first of all i have i have it I did it. Oh, I have. I have it. I have it. I have it. Oh, you have it. <laughs> I think. Oh, you have it. <laughs> the golden ticket. You yes. Zach Alfers okay, at Z A C A L F E R S said, "Fun fact: This season, Justin Herbert has more passing touchdowns, thirty-five, than the Raiders have total touchdowns, thirty-four. <laughs> sweet, sweet. Who else is ready for Sunday night? <laughs> I'm ready, baby. I you know, am ready. You know what's crazy too? I looked at the stat sheet from the first time we played them. Our team is just so different. So. We had um, our special teams, especially. Oh, our, absolutely! Our, our, yeah. We had two kick returns. Guess who our kick returner is was in that game? KJ Hill, Larry Roundtree. What? Really? Larry wow! Roundtree I don't was even our remember returning that. our kicks. Holy cow! And then our punt, our punt returner was KJ Hill. What? And our and our kicker was Tristan Viscano. Like right, our, yeah. our special teams is polarly opposite. Our leading receiver was Jared Cook. He had six catches for seventy yards and a touchdown. Wow. Um. And then that was the game that our running attack just annihilated them. Eck, Eck had 117 yards rushing. Roundtree had another 30. Um, so, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I, I just don't know how you can, what you're going to take from that game and then be able to, to, to put it in this game. It, we ran the ball all over them. And what they've been doing recently is they've had a really good running defense. So, um, I mean, Herbert only had 230 or something because he just didn't have to throw that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's fun to see in these, these divisional games, how big, how big of a swing there is between the two times we play them. What mm-hmm. changes? Looking forward to it, gang. Again, I think this is just the game that we'll all be thinking about all week. Um, but don't forget to go on over to chargerchat.com. Check out some of the sweet merch that we have over there. I've got my Kickman shirt on. It feels very nice. Um, oh, but uh, we also have a member section over there that you can go over and chat it up with other Charger Chatteteers and even ask questions for the Ask Bolt Fam segment. So go on over, check it out, chargerchat.com. All right, gang. Well, now it is time to go on to the next segment. It is Bolt Insight. We have a just an awesome one. I mean, we, 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 we've had some really great Bolt Insights on here, but this guy... 
this guy is so special to us. I can't tell I can't tell you how much I appreciate him coming on. X Charger, Pro Bowler, Hannock Milligan. Let's freaking go. Go. <laughs> go. As soon as that clock starts, your ass mine. When I met Justin Herberts, man, that dude is big as hell. You know, the goal is to just keep it rolling. Come in hype, because we have a lot of things to be excited about. All right, guys, we're back with a very special bold insight. We are super lucky and pumped to have former Charger Hannock Milligan. What is going on, Hannock? And good evening, everyone. Man, bless. Can't complain. Love it, dude. I'm so excited to have you because this is a very special week. You know, That's big enough. game coming up against a very specific team. I know you're familiar with. So I think the what first question I want to start with is like being a former Charger. What comes to yeah. mind when someone tells you it's Raider Week? Oh man, it's, it's war, man. Um, seriously, uh, one of my homeboys texted me already uh, a couple of days ago about this. So, um, this this rivalry, man, is 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 off the chain. Um, it's very intense. It's it's like you know, four quarters of, of going after each other, man. Seriously, this is this is big time, big time game, man. So you already know with everything. Um, you know, up for grabs and how things been going. So this this game here, especially, not only that is a rivalry game, but it's also you know playoff implications and things like that. So very going, it's going to be real exciting. Yeah, the stakes couldn't be higher. It's like we're playing the Raiders. If we win, we're in, and it's on prime time. It's on Sunday night. So like, what are your yeah. thoughts? Are you how are you feeling about this game? Oh man, I'm excited, man. Um, I think like you know we spoke about the team for last year. This year, man, it's, it's growth, man, and and just to see these guys, you know, getting over these growing pains. And and to me personally, man, a lot of the things that that they went through is going to help them for the playoffs, man. So I think get through this game right here, take care of business. We're going to be ready because we we're proven to, we can beat whoever. That you know, if we play our game, definitely we could beat anybody that's out there. Yeah, and talk a little bit about like the the progression. Like in the first seven weeks, like we had one of the worst, you know, kick return games in all of the league, and now we're one of the best. And you know, we grabbed Andre Roberts and like, but the guys blocking for him are the same. So what 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 changed in your mind? What what went from last to first? Um, sense of urgency. Um, I think you know the coach the coaches have been preaching to them special team is key. That's field position. If you think about it, man, that 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 wins games. And you know, we spoke about it last year. It's it's very important, man, um, to that they take that serious because they got the weapons, they got the tools. All it needs is take for them to do their job a little bit and, and let the returners do their thing. Yeah. So like when, you know, looking at this Charger team, like from last time we talked and, you know, we were we were a little hot, we were going and then we went through this slump, yeah. like as a player going through a slump, but then still having the ability to get in the playoffs. Does it make you a hungrier player? Like, does that as opposed to coasting through having four or five wins in a row and you're like, we got this. What is the difference? It's, it's wake up calls because it, it keeps you on your toes. You know, sometimes you fall asleep and and. You feel like, hey, man, we got this, you know, and you go against an opponent where you're projected to win and you see against Houston flat. You know, you don't want to come out flat because this is the NFL. You know, any given Sunday, you can be beat no matter what the record shows. It's who goes out there and wants the most. And especially if you're the most talented team, but you go against a team that wants it more than you, you see the result in the Houston game. 
Yeah, I think that was a huge wake-up call for this team. And, you know, we were down a lot of guys, but they just didn't show up. It was very odd Charger football. But, you know, seriously, it's no excuses um, going into the game like that. But uh, what a lot of people don't realize, Houston plays hard. They, they're just like Detroit. Detroit, they, they get fits. And Houston, Houston progressed, and they got better. You know what I'm saying? The record, the record, if you see the last couple of games, oh, they came in there ready to play. Yeah. So they kind of, they kind of, you know, uh, snuck that in and surprised us. But it's better that they're going through it right now, right? And it happened earlier as opposed to now. Like, say, for example, that it'll be over. So now, you know, you got to take the Raiders serious, you know, not just because it's a rivalry, but think about it, man. Let's go from last year, not making it to the playoffs. This year, not only making it, but you can make noise as well. I don't think the Chiefs want to see them in there. No. Yeah, and I, I we we are on social media a lot, and we hear Chiefs fans t- tweeting at us and tweeting, like, nobody wants to see Justin Herbert and the Chargers in the playoffs. Like, that's that's a team you don't want to mess with. Definitely. And I'm telling you, man, our A game, is if not as good, but even as better than a lot of them, a lot of these other opponents' A games. Like if you look at our team at our best, man, we're we're, we're ripping it up. You know what I'm saying? And um, as you, I look at it, and I'm like, okay, yeah, we did that to ourselves. Tackling, I mean, I, some of that, that's that's inexcusable. So, you know, those type of things, man. Like we said last year, it's the little things. We gotta clean that up, and I'm sure that. They've been they've been talking to, you know, they look in at them and it's not looking good. And, you know, you don't want to look like that anymore, especially against a team like the Raiders, a rival team, and you know, with the playoffs on the line. No, for sure. And then, you know, on in terms of our defense, I think that's the one place where we had a lot of excitement with Staley and the new scheme and everyone coming in. It's kind of feeling like now they're starting to click and it took a while. Like, what are your thoughts on our defense and what do we need to do to punch our ticket? If you look at the Chiefs, look at the Chiefs. Look at their defense in the beginning. How do they look? And I think it, it's all about coming together. Look at New England as well. It just takes, sometimes it takes a little while for, for it to come together. But then once you start seeing it come together, the confidence grows. Then your fundamentals are tighter. And then you could go out there and play free. So I think sometimes when you're second-guessing yourself, when you're a little bit uncomfortable, in the NFL, that's not a good thing. You know, in college, you could get away with it. But in the NFL, you have to be sharp. So, that you know, that's that's what film's for. You know, watching film and watching the games and going over it and, and going over it in practice. You know, in the NFL, mental toughness is, is like, above all. You know what I'm saying? You could be have all the physical tools, but if you don't have it mentally, it's, it's going to be a waste of time. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, speaking of mental toughness, like, you know, want to get your if you have any stories like Raider Week, anything you remember playing the Raiders that like can help get the listeners hyped up and ready for this game. Anything come to mind? Um, I remember when, you know, seriously, uh, when I was playing and we, you know, going to Raider Week on the slump and it's just the momentum. You know, going in there, because that's that's a playoff environment, right? So you're going in there, and you you go in and you you kick their tails, you get crunk, and it turned the season around 
were in the playoffs against the Jets. And I think that game alone, it's, it's with the playoff atmosphere, the rivalry, the hunger, the want to, the all that comes with it, win or go home mentality. And it couldn't come at a better time than the, than the last game of the season. And you want to win or go home. So just know that it's going to be exciting. It's going to be energized. It's going to be off the chain, man. Seriously. It's going to be all, it's going to be wild. You don't want to, you're not going to want to leave your seats for this one. Wow. Oh, so excited. Like just talking to you is getting me so pumped up. So, uh, I appreciate yeah. you coming on Hannock, man. You're, you're the absolute best and I appreciate you. And I appreciate uh, you're all, you're in the, you're my background every, every episode. So I, I appreciate you. Man. man, you know, nothing but love, man. It's, it's all love family, man. You know what I'm saying? I, it's my my honor, my pleasure to come on, and you know I'm always here anytime, man. No, if if we if we can punch this ticket, I'm hitting you up for the playoffs. So we need we need some oh, more definitely. insight. Definitely, man. I, I look forward to it. You'll see me again. All right, man. <laughs> Th- thanks so much, Hannock. We appreciate it. All right, man. Everybody, be blessed. God bless you, Hannock, man. What a what guy. an awesome so guy good. to have I'm, on. I have chills right now. I'm so ready for this game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So good. I, I can't I can't thank you enough, buddy, for coming on and, and chatting with Kev. It's just it's so cool for us to this is this is our first season for having any Charger player, let alone previous Charger player, current Charger players. And this is having you on is so special, dude. It really means a lot to us. Yeah. And and getting your insight and, and getting getting us hyped up for this game, man. This is such an important game. And who better to have on than Hannock Frickin' Milligan, man? You you rock, dude. Yeah, dude. I, lo- I love on. how he so was good. saying, like, uh, you know, he's he's still talking to his former teammates. Like every time Raider Week comes up, they start texting. Got it. Like that's yeah. how strong this is, dude. Yeah. Like that's how intense it is for former players. Like we have to beat the Raiders. Have it's to. Raider Week. Have to. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's an important game, and it's a it's a division rival and a rivalry that's just gone on forever, just forever. Yeah. Like the rivalry between the Broncos and the Chiefs. Is always there, but it's just never been as strong as it has been with the Raiders. That there's just something about the Raiders. It's just We're their fans make it, it really. Their fans make it really easy to hate that team. That's true. Oh yeah, that's what it is. I think. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Um. All 100%. right. Well, again, Hannock, thank you again for coming on, man. Can't can't thank you enough. Um. And now it is time to go on to the next segment. It is Coach's Corner. Let's see what Coach has lined up this week. Great moments are born great opportunity. All comes down to today. You take this helmet and you put it right in his numbers, okay? I want to see nothing but snot bubbles in his nose. A lot of people want to blame coaches for a lot of things. Nobody puts coaches <laughs> trade up. And we shut them down because we can't. It's because I believed in you. And I wish I could say something that was classy and inspirational. That just wouldn't be our style. Let's do it. All right, gang, it is Raider week. And coach, I believe, is going to be taking a look at our previous matchup against this team. I'm excited because we we whooped them. So let's see what coach has. What do you got, coach? I thought it would just be a good way to go into this game on a positive note, remembering the beatdown that was our week four game against the Raiders. And I don't if everyone remembers correctly, the Raiders were coming into this game and everyone was just obsessed with this team. They thought that they were the next, the second coming of Jesus was the Oakland Raiders of 2021. (laughs) They had the number one passing offense in the league and Derek Carr was unstoppable and they have all these vets and a veteran defensive play caller and we just, we took it to them. First drive was 17 plays, seven minutes, drove right down the field and scored a touchdown. 
Um, so I want to look at a couple of plays. I'm going to look at two touchdowns and um, a real fun play on defense. Uh, just there's a couple of little things that I think are, are cool to point out and look forward to in this coming week. Um, so this play right here, this is our first touchdown. Again, we drove right down the field. Um, this is going to look oddly similar to a play that we saw against the Chiefs. Um, so you have Donald Parham down over here. You have Jared Cook isolated up top. They're going to run a kind of an underneath coverage, trying to take away Jared Cook. They had a lot of respect for Cook in this game. And Cook had a big game. Um, so what I saw throughout watching tape is our game plan against the Raiders were running backs and tight ends. We just kept fed run, running back tight end all game long. Um, but what we're going to see is this guy's going to come out. They're going to go empty. So there's no backs in the backfield. They know it's a pass play unless Herbert runs. Um, Cook is going to come up here and settle underneath. X going to run a little underneath. But Parham's going to come across through the back of the end zone. If you guys remember, this was a play that he got hurt on against the Chiefs. Same exact play design. Wow. Same everything. Um, so this is this has become a tendency for us in the red zone. You hope to not see this play again because it's likely that the rate, if I picked it up just from watching the two plays, um, they for sure have as well. This has become a tendency for us trying to run across the back of the end zone. So maybe you even see one of these where he runs across, poop, pivots and comes back and just sits. Those are just little wrinkles you can add in to get rid of tendencies that you start to have um, in your play calling. But I'll run it through for you guys. You see Eckler, he'll come out. Now it's empty. And you see these guys on the left are going to be underneath. Parham's coming across in the back, delivers a ball right on the money. Perriman, they, they, we really picked on Denzel Perriman in the passing game in this game. Um, we saw the, the matchup that we really liked, and we kind of just went after it. Parham across in the back of the end zone, manned up with Perriman. It's going to be a W all the time. So. Um, I think a, a big, I think Jared Cook back is a, is going to be a big thing. I know he's had some drops. Uh, the guy's a vet that's been in the league a long time. Hopefully he shows up here big in a big game because we went at him a lot in this Raiders game the first time we played him. Um, again, that across the back of the end zone has become kind of a red zone staple for us. So see, if you watch the game and you see, you start to see that happen, let's see if there's a wrinkle added in by Lombardi. Okay, so here's um, here's our our next touchdown. This is, I believe, is the next touchdown. It's going to put us up fourteen. Um, what again? It's just a matchup with the linebackers. We really, really love it down here in the red zone. Again, um, they are putting a lot. They're putting a lot of attention up top, right? The safety. You you tell a lot by safety alignment. The safety is not in the middle of the field. Ball's on this hash, right? If this guy was trying to be neutral, he'd stand in the middle of the formation somewhere in here. He's clearly shading over the top this way. So they're trying to take away whatever this combination is with an extra defender up top. Um, they're in cover one, so it is man to man. This guy here is going to be like a robber. He's your whole player. So as soon as the ball is snapped, he's going to sit back here. He's kind of this guy to take away any crossers. But what that means is now Eck is manned up with this linebacker. He's going to come up, kind of show. Eck's just going to burn him to the outside. Again, we love this matchup between linebackers and our tight ends and running backs. It's it's become a big. It's something we really took advantage of a lot in this game. Herbert obviously delivers an absolute dime for that touchdown. Mm -hmm. But I think I, I don't see any reason why this is going to change. The, the, the personnel is pretty much the same as the last time around. Now, unless they start running a lot more zone stuff, um, or they somehow change and go into a lot of uh, dime packages. In that case, though, we're just going to run the ball down their throat if they go try to go dime. So um, I think this is what what hurts them when you have a prolific passer is being able to find these matchups and really execute and be able to take advantage. Because this is not an easy pass. The matchups there that you want, this is still not an easy pass. This is a tough one that floats right over the top and right into his breadbasket. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's a, that's a right small window. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he doesn't necessarily have the height height advantage no. either. So that's that's no. got to be on the money. Yeah. So again, look for running backs tight ends this Sunday. All right. So this one, uh, just a couple of this is a fun play. This is German's pick that basically sealed up the game. The Raiders had it was twenty eight fourteen at this time. Um, they were driving down. They had crossed midfield. They were trying to score and make it a one score game. Um, and Derwin just puts the little bow on this present for the the Raiders to head <laughs> home with. Um, but a couple of things you kept, you keep car in the pocket and he's back there for an extended time. The pass rush is doing some little games down here. They're trying to get through. They don't have a huge pass rush right off the bat, but they, they, they contain, they keep a good pocket in their pass rush lanes, pass rush lanes, meaning they're all coming at, at least keeping it in his face on the inside and keeping him contained in the pocket. You keep him contained in the pocket. He's going to get happy feet and you'll see what happens on this play. Um, Derwin James is the ultimate eliminator. Right, everyone on the Raiders is so excited about getting Darren Waller back. He's been out four or five weeks. I think he's been out since Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. um, and they're just, they're getting him back this week. He came off of uh, the the COVID list. He was on the injury report, and then he got COVID, and now he's uh, he's active. So he's down here on the line of scrimmage. The, the only problem is if we have Derwin James, he's he's his his effectiveness is eliminated in big plays and big situations because you're just going to take Derwin James and man him up. So in this play, we are in cover two, man. So you got two high. Everything else is manned up underneath. You got Derwin here with Waller on the outs- on the edge here in the tight end stance. He's on the line. Um, they're going to try to run a little bit of movement to try to get Waller open. Just doesn't. It doesn't work. Bottom line, Derwin is on him like glue like that. Um, this is Carr hoping for something to show up when our player is better than their player. Uh, Derwin just cuts underneath, stays connected to him the whole time. That's what's crazy. There's never an ounce of separation. Derwin's connected, connected, underneath, pick. Boom. It's just, it, it, that honestly is just too easy. Derwin knows he has safety over the top. So he doesn't have to stay on his hip. He can cut and stay underneath in this trail technique. So right here is what you call a trail technique. So he's going to be behind him. He willingly lets him get on top of him to take away any of these outbreaking routes underneath. He knows that if he goes vertical, he has this help. He knows if he goes across the field, he has this help. His job is if they try to run this quick out, this kind of like fading, rounded off uh, corner route, he's going to sit underneath and pick it off. And that's exactly what he does. So he gets in this trail technique. He has that leverage to the outside. As soon as he tries to come out, he sits underneath. And it's just, it's too easy for Derwin to pick this off and take it back. It, it, I just want to watch it again because it's a fun play to watch. Because so Derek Carr watch. looks like yeah. a dum-dum. But watch, Derek Carr, he's, he's, he's forced to stay in that pocket and he, he makes a bad throw. Like you watch that pass rush, there's no escape there. Forced Boom. to sit in there and he's going to make mistakes. So um, I, I, I'm excited for this game. Having a healthy Derwin, even with Darren Waller coming back, he, he, he eliminates Travis Kelsey, he can eliminate Darren Waller. Yeah. Yeah. God, I, so good. Yeah. Obviously, getting Derwin James back this entire season has been extremely welcoming and I, helped us in in situations like this he is just that big of a playmaker that he can change the direction of this game and god i can't wait to see him go out there thank you coach for looking at uh the running backs the tight ends and derwin james from the previous matchup let's see what happens this next one all right well that will pretty much do it for us here at the charger chat any final thoughts gentlemen oh god i can't (laughs) wait for sunday night Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm, I don't know. I don't even know. What do we do now? Like we recorded on Monday and I was like, oh, it's okay. Like I'm excited for our recording here for the Friday episode. And now it's done. Like 
for me, that my week goes through recording, recording, and then it's just like this lull until the game. Yeah. I don't know. I go listen to some other podcasts, I guess, from other other know. Charger stuff. Yeah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna watch old Charger victories on YouTube over <laughs> the Raiders. I think that's what I'm gonna do. There you good, go. Good idea. Um, yeah, gang. It's just it's gonna be an exciting game. It's it's gonna be it's going to be anxious since now we're flexed to the very last game of the regular season. Oh, like it is, it is, it is the game to end all games and, and to, and what will set us up to move forward in this off season. But, uh, whoo, <laughs> it's, it's going to be good. I can't, I can't, nervous. I'm nervous, nervous. I'm, and I'm tongue tied, but, um, but that'll do it for us here at the charger chat folks. Don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. Family trust respect. K love you bye. K love you bye. Family trust respect. K love you bye. And now a word from our sponsors. From the makers of Patrick Mahomes' idiot idioms comes a new outlook on life. Society is constantly viewing life as it happens in forward progress, as we've grown to accept. But what if we look at things in reverse? Welcome to Derek Carr's Reversism. Reversism provides a fresh perspective. Instead of perceiving events as they come, try to see them in reverse. With new perception, we can raise the Titanic. Darth Vader reattaches Luke Skywalker's hand, and Joey Bosa was just helping Derek Carr to his feet. Get a new look on life in reverse. Derek Carr's Reversism. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.